With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
to Prayer International Radio. This is our Saturday night broadcast. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, who will be joining us in about an hour from now. Um, our call in number is 619-638-8458. That is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything tonight, please give us a call. Um, we also have a new feature on our website, which is prayerinternational.org. And if you scroll toward the bottom, we have a prayer input field. So you can put your prayer requests there, too, and we'll get to them on the broadcast. So let's start this off. Father Jesus, we come and dedicate, Lord, these next two hours of yours. Please do whatever you want to with them, Father. Just asking, Lord, that you would be glorified in everything that is said and done in this broadcast. Jesus, we ask that through your Holy Spirit you confirm your word with signs and wonders. Father, that we would be rooted and grounded in truth, Lord. And you said you are truth. You said you are the way, the truth, and the life. You said that no one comes to the Father except through you. Father, and we earnestly desire a relationship, Lord, with you. We earnestly desire to seek your face, Lord, to dwell into your temple, Father. As David said, one thing I have desired is that I might dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, Father, tonight we look to seek your face, Father that we may come boldly to your throne of grace in which your word says we are accepted in a time of need. Father, and your word declares that you already know the things we need before we ask them, Father. But you also said, if we would ask anything in your name, Jesus, that you would do it. You said if we know that you hear us, we know we have the petitions that we ask, Lord. And you also said, Whatever things you pray, believing, you shall have rec- you shall receive the things that you ask. <clears throat> so, Father, tonight, let's start it off and <sighs> Father, we're praying for Judy Campbell, Lord, who has the doctors has said she has cancer, Father. Now, we know that there is a physical truth, and then there's also a spiritual truth. There are physical laws, and there are spiritual laws. Father, and we choose to believe a good report, Lord. We choose to believe you and take you at your word, which says, by your stripes we are healed, which includes Judy, Father. So, Lord, your word declares that if two or more of us are gathered together in your name, then you are there in the midst. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, in the name that is above every name, Father, we ask for complete and total healing on Judy Campbell right now, Lord. Father, that you would remove every bit of cancer from her body right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Judy, we speak complete and total healing over you. We proclaim that every bit of that cancer is gone in the name of Jesus. We command the cancer to go 
every bit, every bit, every cell of it to go right now, to dissolve and be removed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we speak complete and total healing over Judy right now, Father. Lord, that you would restore every organ, Father, every nerve, every blood cell, every muscle, Father, every tissue that the cancer has affected, Father. We pray, and Lord, ask that you would restore her to perfect health, Lord, in your name, Father. Father, we're praying for Alfred Garland, Lord, who um, also has cancer, Lord. I hate cancer, Father, just as much as you hate it, Lord. Father, so for Al, too, Lord, we ask for complete and total deliverance, Lord. Father, that you would comfort his mind, Father, that you would remove every bit of doubt and disbelief from his mind, Lord. Lord, that you would give him hope, Father, and give him peace, Father. Direct his eyes towards you, Father. Direct his eyes towards you, Jesus. And right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command every spirit of cancer to go, every cell, every cancer cell to go right now from his lungs, from his body, Father. Any word spread in the name of Jesus, I command it to go right now in the name of Jesus, Father. And we proclaim complete and total healing over Al right now, Father. Complete and total healing over his entire body in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Complete healing over his brain, Father, in any areas that have been affected. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Father, and I want to lift up Angela, Lord. Father, Angela needs wisdom, Father. And she needs discernment, Lord. Father, that you would speak to her, Lord. That you would reveal yourself to her in truth, Father. Lord, that you would restore, Father. With grace, any relationships that have been damaged, Father, and that you would direct her and her fiance, Lord, to seek your face, Father. So, um, hmm. you know, we um, definitely believe in prayer around here because we've seen it work. We've gotten the prayer reports and the testimonies and. You know, it's never about me and Chris. It never has been. It never will be. Um, me and Chris are pretty much just two Christians, just like every one of you who are listening to the sound of my voice. There's no difference. It's the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead that dwells in us. The Bible says it. The Holy Spirit was the guarantee, is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. You know, when I pray, things happen. When I pray, nations shake. And you should all be able to pray that. You should all say that and believe it. Because it's what the Word of God says. It doesn't matter what you feel about prayer. It doesn't matter what you feel about your abilities. Because your abilities have absolutely nothing to do with it. It's all about the grace. It's all about the power of the blood of Jesus. It's all about the power of the Holy Spirit that works in us. To accomplish the will of God And the Bible says that Your words are living And it says the word of God Is living and powerful and sharper than any Two-edged sword And so when you pray You're interceding directly In front of the Father of Heaven The Bible says in Hebrews Come boldly to the throne of grace In which we are accepted in a time of need There's no longer a need to have a priest going once a year so that we can stay behind the veil There's no longer a need For us to avoid going to the edge of the mountain 
for fear that will <clears throat> be consumed. But every single Christian, every person who has given their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ has equal and ample access to go up to the mountain, up into the cloud of glory, up face-to-face -face with the Lord God, up face-to-face -face with the Lord Jesus Christ, to receive his word directly from him. You no longer need someone to come down from the mountain and tell you what the Lord says, because the Bible says, my Bible says, and your Bible says that you have equal access to the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ, who has made you perfect in the eyes of God, who has proclaimed your righteousness, proclaimed your salvation, proclaimed that you are clean, and that you are without spot and without blemish in the eyes of the Father. The Bible declares that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It says we are seated in heavenly places with Christ, which means you have just as much right as a child of God. It says we have been called children of God. Behold what manner of the love is bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. That's all of us. <clears throat> now, a lot of people are afraid to go up to the mountain like Moses did. But there's no, no longer a need to be afraid. The Bible says, God said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And when you go before the Father, and you pray and believe in the word of God, Jesus said, whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you shall have them. He said, when the disciples asked him about the fig tree, he said, if you just have the faith, the size of a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed in existence, he said, you could tell a mountain to be removed and cast in the sea, and it would. It's not about your ability. It's not about the gifts you possess. It's about your faith. And the faith isn't even in yourself. Your faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. So your faith is in his ability. Your faith is in his status, his position as our intercessor, his position as the Son of God who is who is seated at the right hand of the Father. And the Father says he had put all things underneath his feet and given him all authority in heaven and earth. And that's the same Jesus who said, if you would ask and believe whatever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive them. So everybody who's listening right now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to repeat out loud. When I pray to the Father, things happen. And once again, nations shake. When I pray You know this isn't a new doctrine It's not some New thing that's Coming up This is the same revelation that the Father has Been teaching to the body of Christ Since the beginning Ever since Abraham Came before the Father And interceded on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah From the prophets of the Old Testament Who had interceded just like Jonah, who would intercede on behalf of Nineveh. We are called to stand in the gap on behalf of the nations, from Russia to China to Africa, to the United States, to Australia, to South America, to New Zealand, to the islands, Father. We, Father God, you have set us as intercessors in your kingdom. You have set us as watchmen, watching to see what you would say to us, Lord. 
And I pray, Father, that you would give us boldness. Lord, give us new insight into hearing your voice, Father. Give us new insight into knowing your will, Father. Give us new insight into knowing our place, Lord, in your kingdom, Father. Reveal to us, Father, through your Holy Spirit, through your word, Lord. Reveal to us who we are in you. Reveal to us who we are in Christ Jesus. Paul said that I may be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but my faith. Paul said, I press toward that for which Christ Jesus has already laid hold of me. So, Father, we choose tonight to press on. Father, we choose to forget those things which are high or behind and press forward toward those things which are ahead, Father. We choose to lay our lives down before you. We choose, Father, to submit ourselves, Father, to be living sacrifices to you, Lord. Father, presenting our bodies as living sacrifices to you, Father. Father, reckoning ourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to you through Christ Jesus, Father. Father, your word declares all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You say if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. You said we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, Father, and being transformed to that same image from glory to glory. So, Father, burn in our hearts a desire for the nations, Father. Burn in our hearts a desire for intercession. Burn in our hearts a desire for intimacy, Lord. Your word declares that you are long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, Father. And Jesus, you said to pray to the Lord of the harvest, that he would send laborers out into his harvest. For you said to look up, lift up your eyes and look. For the fields are already white and ready for harvest, Lord. And there are men, women, and children scattered across this earth, Father, who are in need of salvation, Father. Those who are in need of hearing your voice, Father. Those who are in need of a touch from you, Father. So, Lord, raise up missionaries, raise up intercessors, raise up evangelists and prophets and apostles and teachers, Father. Lord, raise up a generation of those who are willing to seek your face, Lord. To go before you, Father, to intercede on behalf of the nations, Lord. Raise up worshipers, Father. Raise up men and women and children, Father, who are bold, Lord. As bold as the lion of the tribe of Judah, Father. Raise up men and women, Father, who will boldly proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in the end times, Father, who will not hesitate, who will not hesitate, who will not draw back, Father. Lord, who will not turn around and look back, Father, once they have put their feet to the plow, Lord. But those who would run for you, Father, those who would run for you, Lord, those who would run for your heart, Father, those who would run to the mission field, Father. And not just the mission fields, Father, that are on other sides of the world, Lord, but those mission fields that are in their own communities, Father, in their cities, in their towns, in their villages, Lord. Raise up men, women, and children who are bold, Father, to speak your word, Father, in truth, Lord, and speak your word in love, Father, proclaiming that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, proclaiming that there is no other name given among men by which we must be saved except the name of Jesus, proclaiming that God so loved the world 
that you gave your only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in you would not perish but have everlasting life, Father. Raise up intercessors tonight, Father. Raise up watchmen, Lord, to hear your voice, Father.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. And we're going to um we're gonna pray for a second for we got another prayer request in for Teddy. Um I'm not gonna go into the details of the prayer request. Um which you know we really don't need to. Um, the verse it says, where Jesus said, "Your um, Father knows all the things you need before you even pray them," which is true. Um, from beginning to end, the Father knows your needs. He knows us. He's intimately acquainted with us inside and out. Um, and so we're going to ask Father in Your name, Lord, that Your will would be done in today's life, Lord. Father, for her or for her children, Lord, that you would touch her, Father, at the place of her need, Lord. Father, that you would establish her, Father, in your word, Lord. You would establish her, Father, in your word, Lord. Establish her in your word, Father. Have her be rooted and grounded in truth, Father. Father, have her be rooted and grounded in your truth, Lord. Father, I pray that you would draw her into your presence, Father. Lord, even tonight, Father, you would begin to speak to her, Lord. Father, give her dreams, Father. Lord, give her visions, Father. Lord, give her visitations, Father, from your presence, Father. Lord, have the wind of your spirit of your spirit sweep through her life, Lord. Father, draw her into the most holy place, Father, the holy of holies, Lord. Draw her into your presence, Father. Turn our heart completely towards you, Father. Give her wisdom, Father, and discernment on what steps to make in her life, Lord. Your word declares that a man will plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And you said that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So, Father, we ask, Lord, that your will would be done in her life, Father. That you would move her, Father, in the direction you need her to be, Lord. Father, that you would shower her with blessings, Father. Father, and the biggest blessing of all, Father, the biggest blessing of all, Lord, being you, Father. For your word declares you have become our exceeding great reward, Lord. Now it says to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, Father. Lord, and I pray that for today's life right now, Lord. Exceedingly abundantly above all that she can ask or think, Father. Lord, that she would have joy inexpressible and full of glory, Father, in your presence, Lord. So, um, anyway, we were talking about hearing the voice of God. Um, and interceding and praying and you know, um Jesus went to a lot to get us to the position and to the place that we could have full access to the Father. Because back in the old days people didn't have it or they didn't want it, one of the two. The people who wanted it couldn't have access. Only one person could, which was the high priest once a year. Which, hallelujah, Jesus Christ became our high priest when he offered his own blood for our sins, for the sins of the world. And the people who, 
and the people who wanted to, and the people who didn't want to get in, well, they still don't want to get into his presence. There's still those who want to send someone else up the mountain to see God, and then come back down and give them a word, which is what the children of Israel did. The children of Israel said, "No, Moses, you go up there. We don't want to go up there. At least we'd be consumed." But the Bible says that you'll no longer be consumed by going into his presence. Equal access to the Father. Which means the first, the person from the minute they're born again, the minute they've given their their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ, and, then, and has, have accepted him as their Lord and Savior, they have access to the Father. I'll go so far as to say you have access to the Father even before that without even realizing it. Because he's there and he's real. You know, something I was thinking about earlier is um, I remember I was thinking it was um, that's what it was. There's a new program or new website that Google came out with and the um, the dominate the um, the website domination wars that go on between Google and Microsoft and MySpace and Facebook and so um, and Twitter of course let's not forget Twitter um, and so Google comes out with this new app called Google Plus um, which is like Twitter and Facebook combined um, and you know all technology that comes out can be used for the kingdom of God. Every bit of technology, whatever the world invents for their own purposes, we have access to and the ability to use to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, to pray, to intercede, to reach the lost, um, to reach the hungry. Um, anything that we need to do with technology. Um, and so I was, in, I was going through this app because um, they don't have open invites for everybody um, but you have to get an invite from someone and so I got my invite at work the other day and I noticed that you can separate all your friends into different groups and circles and stuff and it made me think if you sat down, if I told you to sit down tonight right where you're at with a piece of paper and I want you to list all your relationships your friends and put them all in groups put all the people that you come into contact with on a daily basis and just write them all down on a piece of paper and then next to each one put a quick note about who that person is um, how much time you spend with them or how much time you come in contact with them during a week and I wonder at the end of that where would God be on that list? The reason I say that is um, we talk a lot about interceding. We talk a lot about intimacy with the Father. But, you know, I wonder sometimes how many of us actually treat him like a person, like a regular relationship we have. You know, we all, like, you know, for example, I go to, I have my family here at my house, which is my amazing wonderful wife my the bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and she's my good thing and then i have four children then i have my brothers and my dad and 
Um, then I go to work and I have all my friends at work and all my friends. And so I have all these people I interact with on a daily basis or on a weekly basis. And, you know, some people I only see like once a month or whatever, but, um, and all of us are like that. And the question is, where does God come in in the scale of things? If you go, if you sit down and write down a list of all your friends that you come in contact with, where does he, where does he fit in? Do you actually treat him like a real person or like some far away deity that has no direct involvement in your life? And, you know, some people don't know. I mean, for some of us who've had a relationship with God, we've always struggled, always run for that prize, for the intimacy, for the relationship with him. Because someone told us it was possible But you know there's a lot of people out there who And you may be listening You've never been told it was possible to have a relationship with God You've never been told That you could be Intimate with him um, That you could have A one on one relationship with him Where you can talk to him And he can talk to you And you can recognize his presence You can recognize his voice and But it is possible Jesus himself said it. He said, "It is when he was, before he ascended to the Father, he said, it's to your advantage enough that I go away. Because if I don't go away, I can't send the Holy Spirit to you, who would be your comforter, um, who would lead you and guide you into all truth, who would take of what is mine and, de and declare it unto you. You know, Jesus said that. He said, all things the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, the Holy Spirit will take what is mine and declare it unto you. And, and it says later on in first, I believe it's first John, it says, you don't need anyone to teach you, for the same Holy Spirit that dwells in you will teach you concerning all things. That means the Word of God. Um, the Bible says the Word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. But the Word becomes, it's just words on a, in a book. If you don't have the Holy Spirit to bring it to life inside of you, to enlighten it, to give it meaning, to give you revelation on the Word. Every day you go into the Word of God, you can get new revelation, new insight, fresh, a fresh perspective on it through the Holy Spirit who will reveal it to you. And, you know, you can have a communion with Him. You can have a relationship with Him where He becomes a normal person in your life, where Everywhere you go in your life, whether you're walking throughout your house or right when you wake up, you can have a relationship with God. You can be intimate with him. You can talk to him. You can converse with him. You can find out his personality. And to some people that seems like a strange thing, but God does, God does have a personality. God has emotions. He has feelings. The Bible, from beginning to end, talks about it. Um... You can find out what his heart is You know it, I've been married um, To almost three years I think And it's, it takes a while Just to figure out your your spouse's Intentions and their heart and Things like that And the same thing with God um, When you're in a relationship with someone It takes time To learn Who they are To learn what they feel To learn what they think to learn what they're interested in, to learn what their desires are. And we long to um, find out his desires, to hear his desires, and to act upon those. Um, 
you know, Jesus said it himself. He said, I have come, you may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, that's the desire of Jesus' heart, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And we know that he said that uh, the disciples, when they said, show us the Father, he said, how long have I been with you? And you asked me to show you the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. He even said, before Abraham was, I am. And when he said that, he was making a direct reference to the time he said that to Moses in the, fire, in the burning bush. When Moses said, well, when I go tell these people that you sent me, who do I say is sending me? And he said, I am who I am. Who was and is and is to come. And so you can have a relationship with him if you're not scared. And there's no reason to be scared. You can have a holy fear and a holy reverence for the Lord. But he said, whoever comes to him, he will by no means cast away or turn away. He said, my sheep will hear my voice, and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. And he wouldn't have talked about us hearing his voice if it wasn't possible. He wouldn't have talked about the Holy Spirit coming to make his home in us, to build us up as a temple for his presence, if it wasn't possible. But it is. And so if you don't know him tonight, there's no better time. Because every day that you don't know him, every day you don't spend with him, is moments in time that are gone forever. And you'll never get those back. And, you know, um, my mother died recently, and I always think now about how much more time I could have spent with her. Um, because all those weekends spent on my computer doing whatever, some of those could have been spent with her, and I'm not saying every second, but some of them could have been. And then once a person passes from death to life, then you know what, you can't go back, you can't turn the clock back. The Bible says every man's appointed once to die, and after that, the judgment. Um, but you know, your relationship with God's the same way. Um, I'm constantly having to, um, look into my own life at areas and time frames where I could be spending it with him or conversing with him or anything to build to build my relationship with him. Because, you know, relationships take time. I mean, relationships take work. Um, many of you know, I mean, throughout your life, you'll have maybe a handful of close friends who will stay forever. And then you'll have friends that will come and go. And then... But, you know, the father said, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Which means that um, his opinion is that it's one of those lifelong friendships. He said that he would make a covenant with us, that he would be our God and we would be his people. You know, covenants are not breakable. It's one of the reasons I love the word covenant, because it's a relationship and a commitment that cannot be broken sort of like what marriage is supposed to be. Now, I know you would say, well, people get divorced all the time. Well, you know, the, the Pharisees tried to pull that on Jesus. And they said, well, Moses said we can, we can um, give our spouses a letter of divorce or whatever. And 
Jesus said, yeah, Moses said that because of the hardness of your own heart, but from the beginning it wasn't so. For for this reason, a man shall leave his parents and cling to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And so um, I don't necessarily agree with divorce at all. It's one of those permanent things. It's one of those covenants um, that you give your word. And, you know, Jesus said, or the Father said, that he... He exalted his word above his name. And in the Old Testament, when he was um, swearing to, to Abraham about the covenant that he was going to perform and the blessing he was going to give him, he swore by his own name because there wasn't anything higher than himself to declare the sincerity and his commitment to the promise which he gave Abraham. And then he said he exalted his word above his own name. And so we have that very word that declares that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He said, I'll be with you wherever you go. Be strong of good courage is what he said in Joshua. Be strong in or Deuteronomy or Joshua. He said, be strong and of good courage, for I am with you wherever you go. The same Jesus who said, he's the same yesterday and today forever. He said, I change not. And so the same promises he made in the Old Testament are the same promises that exist today for those who are willing to believe him and trust him and take him at his word. You know, if you want to test God, test him in this. Test him in his commitment for a relationship. Just see what will happen if you start spending time with him. Just see what will happen if you start... Dedicating parts of your life to him If you make him a real person In your life And you start treating him as such So if you make a list of all the people All the relationships you have Make sure he's in there somewhere Anyway this is Prayer International Radio Our call in number tonight 619-638-8458 if you need prayer for anything whatsoever, please give us a call. We're going to take a break for a minute, and then we will be right back.
Uh, well, praise God, we're back, and this is another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and just picking up the second half of the broadcast, and praise the Lord, we had Sean Holmberg in the studio tonight, just sharing his heart, sharing the Word of God, pouring out just the truth as the Spirit of the Lord was giving it to him, so just thankful to have him, just sharing his heart and praying, just... Uh, helping us carry out just the plans of God for this broadcast and for this ministry. If you need to call in, the number is 619-638-8458. You can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Send in your prayer requests or comments, concerns, whatever. If you have any return info uh, or any uh, ministry needs, personal needs, whatever you have, just send it in. We'll pray. If you want that, you know, just discreet, you know, it will be. If you want us to pray for you live on the air, always feel free to call in and we'll check with you and see how that goes. And you can always check out the website, www.prayerinternational.org. We've got some daily devotionals we've updated today. And uh, we'll be doing some video updates this week, actually. So, glory to God. Just excited what the Lord is doing. You know, not only here in America, here in the States, but just around the globe, you know, it's exciting to just get to be a part of God's global plans. You know, he's a global God. And his purposes, the purpose of God's, obviously is bigger than just one city or one town or one state or one country or one denomination. But, you know, there's a reason God calls us the body of Christ. You know, collectively we're like a body. One part might be the the eye that understands and sees the perspective of God. The other part might be more like the hand that reaches out and is practical in meeting the needs of others through acts of benevolence and random acts of kindness and feeding the poor, clothing the naked, whatever it is, reaching out to the poor. The other part may be more like the mouth that's declaring the word of God or teaching or exhorting, encouraging. Maybe one part is better at the administrative, the business aspect, the financial aspect of the needs of the church, the needs of ministries, the needs of different organizations. But the truth is, is that we all need to collectively come together, to unify, and be part of the body of Christ. You know, even the word itself says the I can't say to the foot, I have no need of you. The hand can't say to the head, I don't need you. Because, I mean, the truth is, if you take a, a body and you cut it up into pieces, you know, this is metaphorically speaking, it's not going to function properly when one part is disassociated or detached one from the other. And in like manner, when God's people get disassociated or detached one from another, it causes a dysfunction 
in his body. And the original plans and purposes that God has intended for his people get stalled or thwarted or derailed or detracted. So it's very important that we understand unity. It's very important that we pray for each other. Very crucial that we learn to drop our walls and drop our schisms and contentions. Jesus said that we'll only know you're my disciples by the love you have for one another. So that's how they're going to know you're my disciples. And how do we expect the church to believe what it's preaching or the world, for that matter, to believe what the church is declaring if half the time we don't have confidence in our own people, half the time we don't have confidence in our own God, and even in the church we have fightings and divisions among us, this denomination after that denomination, or this doctrine or statement of belief, maybe someone else doesn't agree that way, so we quarrel and fight among ourselves. What it does, it makes this lost and dying world the, the group of people out there that do not know Christ, they have not been touched by the Spirit, they have not experienced God reaching out through His people or by His Spirit. And so when they see that, they're repelled, they're detracted, they're pushed away. But Jesus said if they see the love, you have for one another. If they see the love of God pouring through you because you're loving God with all your heart, mind, and strength, and then you're loving your neighbor as yourself, when they see that, that's when they're going to know you're my disciple. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. One of those commandments was to love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and strength. To love your neighbor as yourself. You know, we're commanded in the word to Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together and to come together. And so whether we're in a church or a Bible study, whether we're in our homes with our families or our friends, whether we're out in the day speaking to people on their front lawns, or whether we're having a television show or a radio show or whatever we're doing via internet or technology, we can come together, and two or more are gathered and agree. There he is in the midst of them. There God's spirit is, moving and manifesting, speaking and declaring, drawing and leading. When two or more. And so understand the power of agreement. Understand the power of unity. So even the Tower of Babel, you know when they built the Tower of Babel because they had one heart, one mind, one language, one purpose together? Even the Lord himself said when uh, people come together like that, nothing for them shall be impossible. That's why he had to confuse their languages and knock them down a notch. Because see, when there's perfect unity between us, a small group or a family or a, a 
couple, a marriage, a, a church, a business, a corporation, a state, a city, whatever it is. There's power in numbers. There's power in unity. So we need to be in unity with the Word of God and in agreement with God's Word, in agreement with God's Spirit.
All right, praise God, we're back. Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host for the last half hour of the show. Just as always, taking time to praise God. You know, that was actually a song from Brothers and Sisters in Australia. Hillsong Church did that song, Inside Out. And just a wonderful song. We just love it, so we play it often. Well, you know, speaking of from the inside out, you know, God's looking, looking for hearts, checking. You know, the Word of God says that it's the Word itself is sharper than a two-edged sword. It separates the thoughts and the intents of the heart, which means when you examine yourself in light of the Word, it begins to show you who you really are. Begins to show you the parts of you that agree with God and the parts that don't. The mindsets and the feelings, emotions, and belief systems, whatever's inside, that either lines up with God or is uh, carnal, carnally minded, or, or against the things of God. And so that's what the Word does. It shows you, it says it's like a mirror. And when you look into it, you see yourself. It's like looking into the perfect law of liberty, the Proverbs say. Also, it says it's sharper than the two-edged sword, which means it cuts away, it divides, it severs, it separates the spiritual mind from the carnal mind. As you begin to read the Word, it will begin to magnify the character of God that's inside of you. It will also begin to expose the hidden things, the deep things, the things that God's Word needs to shed light on. See, God says if you'll examine yourself, then you don't need everyone else to examine you. And if you'll search your own heart, if you'll allow the Holy Spirit to search you, and you'll begin to take care of your business with the Lord, make your peace with God in that place of prayer, that place of intercession, that place of intimacy, that secret place that Jesus talked about when he said, go into your closet and shut the door and pray in secret so that no one else hears you pray. See, there's certain things you need to discuss with God that only you and God need to discuss. There are certain things that God wants to say to you, speak to you, discuss with you, that he has no desire to talk to anybody else about. And so it's important, with that being said, to really set your mind on the things of God, begin to meditate on God. Keep your mind on God. Try to constantly dialogue and interact with God throughout your day so that you can have heaven's influence on your circumstance or situation, whatever you're going through at that moment, at that hour, at that minute, whatever it is. See, if you're always allowing God, trust in the Lord with all your heart and in all your ways acknowledge Him. See, throughout your day 
maintain an atmosphere that's conducive for the Holy Spirit to dwell, conducive for God's presence. It's an open atmosphere for God's presence to dwell so that you can tune and set your mind in order. He who keeps his mind on me, the Bible says, God says, whoever keeps their mind on God continually, he would keep them in perfect peace. That we're to set our mind on things above. Whatsoever things are pure, lovely, good report, think on these things. Constantly we're reminded, God says, even where we're to set our affections. Where we are to place our minds and our attention. See, what do you magnify in your life? What do you make big? What do you make important? What do you put as the first place of importance in your life? That has a good clue to what's got a hold of your life or what needs to be in place in your life. What the Bible says in the book of Psalms to magnify the Lord. What does that word mean? To make something bigger? To make something larger? To take something and when you view it in perspective, a magnifying glass actually causes the image of it to become bigger. It's magnified. And when you look through the magnifier, What's in the magnifier looks bigger than everything else around it. See, that's what happens when we praise God. We exalt him, we magnify him, we make him bigger. We see him as being the most focal point, the most biggest thing, bigger than everything else around it. And that's what it means to magnify the Lord. Now, the truth is, whether you acknowledge him or not, whether you see it that way or not, he's still in control. He's still sovereign. He's still bigger than everything around him. In fact, he's around everything. It's really the truth of it. But as you begin to make God bigger in your mind, make God bigger in your heart, magnify him, place him, enlarge him, Bigger than your circumstances. Bigger than your struggles. Bigger than your fears. Bigger than your tears. Whatever you make God bigger than. And when I say that, you're not really making him anything. That's that, but you're putting it in perspective. Just begin to allow the Holy Spirit to exalt the risen Lord, to remind you, to bring all things to your remembrance constantly. You should have testimony after testimony of what the Lord has done in your life, whether it be a small natural 
thing that you think may be insignificant or it may be some big major miraculous thing that's off the charts. But whatever it is, however God used it to impact your life, allow the Holy Spirit to remind you of those past victories, of those past successes, of those times in your life when God showed himself strong are going to be the very thing that builds your faith and motivates you to go forward so that God can show himself strong in your life in this season, in this present moment, in this set of circumstances, this set of trials and fires, whatever it is. God said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Though you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. That means there may be some fires you're going to have to walk through. Otherwise, he never would have said it that way. But see, you have to walk through the fire. But he says, you won't be burned. Don't worry. You'll be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that came out of the furnace with the fourth man. When they came out, they didn't even smell like smoke. It says they didn't even smell like smoke. But see, when God's glory is on your life, You'll go through some things. And when the world looks at you, go through those things where you're hard-pressed on every side. But you're not shaken. And you're struck down, but you're not destroyed. Guess what? They're going to say, how could you go through what you want to sit there with a smile, with the glory of God shining on your face, giving all praise to God? Because right now, I, I would be shaking you know, sometimes the world's mindset, mind you, is I would be shaking my fist right now, not lifting my hands and praising, saying, thank you, Jesus. But see, when God delivers you through the fire, when God lifts you up because you learned to humble yourself in the sight of man, and God decided to make you the head and not the tail, he decided to trade in your ashes and give you beauty and take that heaviness and that depression and that thing that's got you weighed down and he puts a song in your heart and you begin to praise the living God all of a sudden you begin to break free and his burden becomes light and his yoke becomes easy and all of a sudden all the bondages and the chains are broken because it's the anointing and the glory that breaks the yoke See, you got to learn to get a praise in your mouth. you got to learn to praise him. you got to learn to glorify him. He says, honor me before I meant, and I'll honor you. Draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. That's what he says. Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you. He's waiting for a faith that's proactive. He's waiting for a belief system that's going to say, here I am, Lord, I'm I'm going to run after you until you bless me. Just like Jacob who wrestled with God. You see, when Jacob started, he had to walk a certain way. He walked a certain way. Very proud. But after he was touched by the angel, touched by God, 
to walk differently. If you'll begin to press into God and let God press into you and make you that man or woman of God, that child of God, person filled with the Spirit of God. And just like in the Old Testament, when they said the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samuel and he became a different man, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, woman of God, or man of God, child of God, and you will become different. You'll be transformed by glory. By beholding the glory of God, you're changed. And see, even your countenance will shine. And your words will be seasoned with salt. And your actions, all of a sudden, you'll begin to do the things that you don't want to do and you'll not do the things that you do want to do. And all of a sudden, you'll be calling things not as though they are. Because when the Spirit it was upon a man or a woman. And they're led and moved and driven by the Spirit of God. All of a sudden their agendas change, their mindsets change, their desires, cravings change. Everything changes. That's what happens when you behold Him, when you behold His glory, when you behold His presence. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. Call in 619-638-8458. Email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com.
Uh, praise God, we're back. Prayer International Radio. And the call-in number is 619-638-8458. That song was actually one of the worship songs by one of the local uh, church bands here called River of Glory out of Plano. And we just love their worship over there, so we just, from time to time, play a few tracks. Praise God. God is good, you know. It's all about resting in the secret place. Jesus said to go into your closet and shut the door. Your Father, which sees you in secret, will reward you openly. David constantly talked about he who dwell in the secret place of the Most High, abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, under the Almighty hand of God. And when you're resting or abiding in His shadow, saying He is hovering and covering and surrounding and abounding in your life. So, the secret place. You know, stay long enough. Get in God's presence. And stay long enough in the secret place to create a memory. Remember something that God said or did or something you experienced. You know, Satan can't steal your memories. Jesus said the Holy Spirit would bring all things to your remembrance. And so allow the Holy Spirit to bring those memories. You know, one of the secrets revealed in the return of the prodigal son, you know, when his money was stolen and his friends were gone, his self-confidence was shattered, but he had his memories. He remembered what it was like to be in his father's house. He remembered what it was like even for the servants to be in the father's house. And that's the blessing. The Holy Spirit brought that. The Spirit of God quickened his memory. And in the same way Jesus said the Holy Spirit would bring all things to your remembrance. So when you're in his presence, allow him to remind you of the things that God has declared over your life. Allow him to remind you of the things that God has done in your life, through your life, before your life. Stay long enough in God's presence. You know, the Holy Spirit, He speaks, He talks. The Bible says, Come before His presence with singing, enter His courts with praise. And there's something about entering into God's presence. But when you get in God's presence, when you get in the presence of the Lord, it's not about just books and shows. It's not about just getting thrills. But it's about hearing his commands. It's about hearing the word of the Lord. Deuteronomy 8.6 says, Therefore, 
You shall keep the commands of the Lord, your God, and walk in his ways and fear him. Stay long enough in his presence to hear the word of the Lord, to hear his voice. He says, call me and I'll answer you, I'll show you. There's a reason he gave you two ears and one mouth. Stay long enough in his presence for you to have hope birthed in your life again. Stay long enough in his presence for you to have hope birthed in your life again. My soul faints for your salvation, but I hope in your word. David said that, my soul faints for your salvation, but I hope in your word. Stay long enough in his presence to become broken. The Lord is near to them that are of a broken heart, and he saves such that be have a contrite heart. That's Psalm 34, 18. Stay long enough in his presence to become broken. Stay there. Wait on the Lord, the Bible says, and he will strengthen you. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He'll strengthen your heart. There's something about waiting in the presence of God, something about staying in a secret place. If you stay there long enough, you'll recapture your motivation. You'll change. You'll receive his wisdom. Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct and teach you in the way you should go, and I will guide you with my eye. Stay in his presence. The Bible says we're quickened by the Holy Spirit. Those that wait on the Lord shall be strengthened. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, run and not be where he walks, and not faint. You'll become stronger the more time you spend with God. Stay long enough in his presence to receive his plan for your life. 29.11 of Jeremiah says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, the plans I have for you, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. Some versions say to give you a hope in the future. But you have to stay in his presence long enough to receive his strategy, to receive his plan, to receive his command. So many people wonder why the, the blessing of the Lord doesn't seem to be in their life. Maybe it's because they're too busy doing nice things for God instead of doing what God says to do. I know in my own life that's the case. From time to time, I have to check myself and say, am I just doing nice things for God? Or am I doing what God has told me to do? Constantly, we have to make sure. Because, see, there's a way that seems right to the man, but at the end of its death, God has a perfect path. He's got a perfect purpose. He's got a plan that he's carved out for you. The, the steps of a righteous man or woman, they're ordered of the Lord. And he's got paths of righteousness for 
for your name's sake, for his name's sake. This is Prayer International Radio.
Take a really long to be you But all I really wanted was a friend I'm the way the life, the truth Tell me, Jacob When will the light end? Does the striving make you Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.